I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. So we're trying something new on the podcast this week. I'm going to be answering a question submitted by somebody in our community. And we're going to talk in this episode about how to scale your live calls and what to do when you feel like they're getting too big and you can't keep the level of connection that you currently have on your calls. We're going to be walking through that in this episode. These episodes are a little less formal, although I don't really think any of my episodes are formal, but I'm not pre-scripting this, right? I'm not creating an outline. I'm just getting the question and then thinking through it and answering it on the fly, which is going to be fun. And you'll also have the opportunity to submit your own question for me to answer. All of that in this episode. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're doing something a little different. I am starting to answer some of your questions in upcoming episodes. So if you have a question for me related to how to run an online community, how to create more engagement or increase your retention, feel free to submit it. You can email us support at communitycultivated.com or you can simply go to shanalyn.com and you'll see a connect button at the top where you can submit your question and maybe I'll be answering your question on a future episode. So this question came from Shannon, and she was really curious about how to know when she should be adding breakout rooms to her Zoom sessions. So she's a membership site owner. She has uh, live trainings or live Q&A sessions, live coaching, whatever it may be on Zoom, like many of you do. And she was starting to feel like there was too many people on the call and some of her members are feeling left out. So she was asking when she needs to start incorporating breakout rooms, which I recommend a lot to create more connection. And this is a great question because I have clients who have 14,000 members. I have clients who have 4,000 members. And then I have people like Shannon, who has a little over 15 members, and they're all asking that same question of how do I create more connection on the live calls? So anytime we are evaluating whether a deliverable that we have is effective, we need to first be really clear about the outcome that that deliverable is creating or how it's supporting in the outcome. 
So if you have a Q&A call, the specific purpose of that call is to answer any questions that they might have about the content that are holding them back from making progress. That's the surface level purpose. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm going to tell you that there is a purpose lurking under the surface that you should be aware of as a community cultivator or a business owner. And that is the mindset coaching that happens on these Q&A calls. If all you're using your Q&A calls for is to answer a question about where to find content or providing clarity on content, you're missing a huge opportunity to coach them on their mindset in these calls. But that's usually the purpose of those calls. Then you have other calls that are calls that have a purpose of accountability. So we are trying to give people a space where they can hold themselves accountable, create specific action steps, maybe even go into breakout rooms to find accountability partners. Then we have calls that are implementation calls, and this is where they either come and they're working together on getting something done, or maybe there's a little bit of training and then some implementation that is happening. That's a different type of call. You have calls that are coaching calls where maybe you only have three or four people come on live and you're actively coaching them through a very specific problem that they have. This is something that a lot of my life coach clients do for their students. And then you have calls that are purely for connection. So these calls are all about getting members to connect with one another. Sometimes that's just a fun call that you may have, like a friend of mine did like a speed dating call, you know, and it could also just be your typical uh, breakout session. So long story short, there are lots of different reasons to have live calls now. I will say this really quick, just a little caveat and maybe a little bit of a soapbox, but the purpose of live calls should never be just to teach. It should never be just to teach. Why did we bring a whole bunch of people on live and have them set aside time for something if there's not going to be any interactive element? We should have just saved them time and saved ourselves time by doing a pre-recorded training that they could watch on their own time at 2x speed. So I am not a fan of bringing people on live simply for the purpose of training them, okay? Needs to be blended with some type of interactive element like Q&A or breakout sessions. So obviously Shannon here is already doing those elements and so she's feeling like that the calls are getting too big, which is pretty awesome because for a community of 56 people, for you to have enough people participating, Shannon, to feel like those calls are getting too big and that people are getting left out means that you have a very high participation rate, which is awesome. Congrats to you. So I go back to really understanding the purpose and the outcome that you want from that call specifically, and then rethinking the way that that call is designed. And we need to do this in a way that sets accurate expectations for how the call is going to be run, how many questions you'll be able to answer, or how many people you'll need to coach. So Assuming people are actually saying that they are feeling left out on the calls. Now, this is a big nuance here. We never want to think for our members. Okay, so if you have a large number of members saying that they're being left out on the calls, then this is a problem to solve. 
But if you just in your head are thinking that people are feeling left out, then you're wasting your time trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing because people are showing up and they're loving it. Okay. But assuming you have a large, like statistically significant from a data perspective, a large number of people of these 56 that are saying they're feeling left out, then now we know that we have a problem we need to solve. And what I want you to do is I want you to think about how you can frame this call up and how you can structure it so that it serves a larger group of people at scale produces the same outcome. And then ultimately you need to change the expectations for the call. So In the past, I have known membership site owners and course owners who have said, I will answer every question on a call. And over time, that is not sustainable, nor is it valuable to the participants in the program for you to sit there answering every question for two, three hours, okay? That's not valuable for you or for them. So setting the expectation that you're going to answer every question is an expectation challenge. There's going to be a gap there as the program scales. Setting the expectation that you're going to coach everybody on the call, that they all get live coaching is an expectation challenge as your program scales. So sometimes we need to keep the format the same, but we simply need to reset expectations and hold stronger boundaries. So how would you do that? So one of the things that you could do, for example, with a coaching call is you may say that we're only able to coach three to four people live. You need to pre-submit your coaching question. We'll let you know if you've been selected, but we want you to attend live because it is really valuable, just as valuable even for you to hear me coach other people through their problems, which are likely very similar to yours, as it is for you to be coached yourself, right? So we all come to these calls, we participate in these calls, and you're going to see how I work through this with these three to four people. And oh, by the way, if we get through these three to four people, I'll take somebody else live. So if you're live, I'll let you do that. So that's a shift in expectation. Same thing for the Q&A, right? We're going to get to as many questions as we can, but we won't be able to get to all of them. But what we're going to do is we're going to have you pre-submit questions so that we can group like questions together to answer as many questions as possible. So that's another way to take a Q&A that could go on for three hours and reset the expectations so that they are pre-submitting questions. You're grouping like questions together and then answering those while also letting them know you probably won't be able to get to everybody's question. And this can be really nice because you can say something like, hey, Sally, Joe, Janice, all had a similar question related to XYZ, and they're looking for clarity on this. And so let me talk about that. Not only are you answering three people or four people's questions at once, but now you've actually created a connection point between multiple people in your program so that they realize that they are not the only one struggling with this problem, which is really important connection to make. So resetting expectations is one easy way to solve this problem inside of your community. 
Another thing that you can do is you can increase your frequency of calls. So if for some reason you do need to make sure that you can address everybody or coach multiple people, maybe that's part of the promise of the program that you're selling is that they will have an opportunity every week to get their specific question answered or to get coached then you simply need to increase the frequency of the calls. And that could be you, or it could be a coach that you hire to come in. It could be a team member that's answering questions. So maybe there's aspects of what you teach that your team members are experts in, and they can have their own session answering questions. But you can increase the frequency of those calls, which is what a lot of my Life Coach School clients do. They are hosting a lot of calls every single week. Now, in the beginning, it's often the coach that is doing those calls, the business owner, but over time, they build a coaching team so that they can have multiple calls a month and sometimes even multiple calls a week that are being hosted by different members of their team. So increasing your frequency is an option. And then the other option is changing your format of your call. So maybe it's no longer a Q&A, maybe it's no longer a coaching call, or it's just in a different format. So for example, I talked about this already with resetting expectations, but maybe in the past you haven't had people pre-submit questions or pre-submit coaching questions. You could do that. That would be a format change. Maybe you've never leveraged breakout groups. And there becomes a point in the life of a membership where you are having so many people attend your calls that it starts to make sense if you have interactive elements like um, brainstorming, feedback, all of that, that you leverage breakout rooms inside of Zoom. Now, some of you are leveraging these when you have just 20 people on a call, and I think that is beautiful and wonderful. I love creating these smaller containers on live calls for people to be able to connect and interact with one another. And that's what the breakout feature inside of Zoom allows you to do. You can create these smaller breakout rooms, and they can be rooms of 10 people. I really like to keep the rooms around four to five people when you can. And you guide people through some questions or some action items that they can connect around. So this could be used in an accountability format when they're sharing what they accomplished last week and what they're going to work on on the week to come. It could be a brainstorm or feedback session where they're getting feedback on their artwork or they're getting feedback on their sales page, for example. It could be a session where they're just connecting. So maybe you're doing like a coffee date kind of thing inside of your membership where people can now work and get to know each other. And so you can create these small groups in these breakouts that allow people to connect on a smaller level. And sometimes I have seen this be done with coaching. So you have more team members on the call than just the person leading the call. So let's say maybe you have three to four coaches or team members on a call And instead of having 100 or 250 people in one room, you're able to break them out into still large, maybe 50, maybe 25 or 30 people in a breakout room. But you have a facilitator in each of those rooms that's working with that particular group to help coach them through some things or answer some questions or help them connect. So you have lots of different opportunities here. Again, going back to First, identify that this is really a problem you need to solve. So 
in your head, this original question from Shannon was the feeling that people are getting left out because there's too many people on her calls, her live calls that she's doing. So first, let's just do a gut check, make sure we're not thinking for our members and make sure that we actually have a substantial number of members that are complaining about this. Otherwise, just keep going because you have an amazing show up rate, Shannon, and that's awesome. The other thing that we can do once we've identified it as a problem, the first thing we can look at is resetting expectations. So we keep the call format the same. We're not really changing anything. We're just resetting expectations. So it's no longer you will get your question answered on this call. It's I will try to answer as many questions as possible or get to as many people as possible, whatever that might look like, right? The second opportunity that we have is increasing the frequency of the calls that we're doing. If we look at the outcome of the call and we truly believe that we can't reset expectations or change the format and still deliver on that outcome, then our only opportunity is to then increase the frequency of the call, which you can do by it being you or by it being another coach or another team member or support person that you bring in to help support you in creating more capacity for calls. Okay, so changing expectation, increasing frequency, and then the final one is changing the format, being able to have people pre-submit questions, being able to uh, use the breakout sessions on calls, or really even like rethinking the outcome completely. So one of the examples of this is like, I don't do live calls inside of my community training course which is surprising. I don't have a live community either. And I could tell you a thousand reasons why I don't, why it's not a fit for this particular program and for me in my life right now. But what I do have is an opportunity for people to ask questions. So when you go through my community training program, at the end of every module, you are able to submit a form to ask a question about that particular module. And one of two things is going to happen. Either myself or my team is going to email you back answering that question by sending you a resource where I've already answered that pointing you in the right direction, or I am going to record a video and answer to your question and put it inside of our Q&A library and send you that direct link. So a lot of people do live Q&As where they try to answer as many questions as possible within that 60 minute container. But I decided that I would rather answer that question on demand individually for that person and then upload it into a Q&A library of individually answered questions. So when you're rethinking changing your format to reach a particular outcome, it may be that you're not doing live calls at all. All right, Shannon, I hope that this is helpful for you and for everybody else listening to this as you think through your live calls and how do you, as you get the ability to scale, not just the number of people on the call, but to be able to continue to keep the connection and the feeling of being seen and heard on the calls as well. I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but if you have a question that you want me to consider answering on an upcoming podcast episode, you can email support at communitycultivated.com or go to shanalyn.com and click that connect button. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.
Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access.